1: Bring in show music,
0: please. Hi there. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa. Today on Squawk Pod, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, his first interview since the $43 billion merger closed last month. I feel
2: like strategically we're quite complete. We're gonna be head down, let's drive this business, let's get a a single product into the market.
0: Where's our streaming content? And what happened to CNN Plus?
2: If we saw good numbers and we thought that there was a real market for an independent news service for $6, we would have driven that as a real business.
0: And tech markets, private and public, rattled by a volatile year so far – Netflix, Stripe, Snowflake investor Jeff Yang. Is
3: this 1999? I hope it's not. I don't think so because technology has become such a core part of all these right. businesses. You know, all, all the transformations and and they're midway through, especially for companies.
0: Those big conversations, plus Elon Musk's emoji game and home improvement projects may be slowing down. But for our own team, it's a different story.
4: I ramped up the home improvement stuff big time. You changed a few light bulbs? There's not a light bulb that doesn't work in the entire house.
0: It's Wednesday, May 18th, 2022, and Squawk Pod begins right now.
1: Stand Becky by in three, two, one, feel free.
5: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ stock market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan. Andrew Ross Sorkin is reporting live from Kiowa Island, South Carolina. And Andrew, what do you have going on today?
6: Uh, we've got a lot going on. We are in Kiowa um, at this the moment, as you can see. I don't, can you see the beach room sun's here? That's coming can, up. Can it looks you pretty. Can you hear the ocean? Um, this is becoming a, almost a mini Davos of sorts uh, of the sports business world. Uh, sports business leaders from all over the country and world uh, convening right here, the commissioners of most of the leagues. Uh, Getting in last night, Roger Goodell, uh, Adam Silver, the head uh, of Formula One, along with investors, uh, bankers, executives and the like. A lot of conversation even last night about what's happening obviously with the media landscape and what's happened with Netflix and uh, all of the other consolidation that's taking place, and yes, lots of gossip about Elon Musk and Twitter. So we'll get to that too. Jeff's a golfer. I wonder. I bet you Jeff gets out on the
4: ocean course while he's there. Yang, the great this course, is a nice guy here, co- huh? Yeah, great venue. A lot of wind always down there it's a similar spot Andrew to, to my favorite spot sea island it, it's kind of like we had to choose what, you know and, and, and make a decision we did that years ago but and you know it was very close it's a it's amazing amazing place
6: amazing pl- as you can as you know are you at the sanctuary that's well I don't are we supposed to disclose our hidden location oh my I don't god know where well we're it's too to late there you are <laughs> it's too <laughs> late
4: I meant uh, figuratively are you at the sanctuary that is Kiowa? I wasn't taught why is there a place called the sanctuary I didn't it wasn't even talking about that uh it, the entire area I provides know. sanctuary that's I what know. i
5: <laughs> the only place there i think i know <laughs> hey we should talk about lowe's uh number lowe's earnings being out right now bad too uh just looking through trying to figure out the numbers on some of this stuff earnings per share uh Let me see. 351 which is better than expectations of 322 but their same store sales dropped by bigger than expected same store sales down by four percent street was only looking for a drop of two um, and a half percent and that's that's an issue that's not what we heard yesterday from home depot again though the bottom line beating they talked about how their gross margin rate actually improved slightly so maybe they did pass some that's of the not higher a trade e- that's
4: not a trade either
5: right they did did passed on some of their higher costs potentially to their uh, to their employers they said americans hunkered down during the lockdowns and that was what really pushed the do-it-yourself projects right. Um, But because 75 percent of their customer bases do it yourself, their first quarter sales were disproportionately impacted by the cooler spring temperatures. This is according to the CEO, Marvin Ellison. Cooler temperatures impacted all the retailers. That's why you didn't see things. Yesterday we heard from Walmart talking about how patio furniture didn't sell quite as much going through some of these things. I don't know what the trade is going to be on this. Uh, They are saying that they're reaffirming their fiscal 2022 outlook. Uh, home Depot, remember, raised their outlook for the full year yesterday based on what they had seen. Um, but again, that same store sales drop it may be the one concern. It looks like yeah. Home Depot had Anything higher traffic that, that came in with any of these things too.
4: But it, it's probably been down in sympathy with some of the others already, hasn't it?
5: Well, yesterday Home Depot was so strong that Lowe's was up at least initially. I
4: thought Home Depot gave back a result, it gave it back by the, the end yeah. of the session. Yeah. Um, I mean, I Andrew, did you? I ramped up the home improvement stuff big time. Um,
5: you changed a there few light bulbs? There's not a you? light
4: bulb that doesn't work in the entire house. Good for yeah. you. Basically, uh, I do have a toilet that I have to, every single time you flush it, I have to open it and put the rod back in to get it so that it's flushable again. That gets old. Why don't you call the it The toilet's color? okay, right? I mean, the water back there, yeah, I don't need it, to work. It
5: doesn't recirculate from the... Mm-hmm.
4: All right, it still kind of skews me out either way, but uh, how about, Sork of in your house, like there's nothing that doesn't work, right? I mean, you fixed everything. Did everything you put works in perfectly? Did uh, you put in a new? Did you do any molding or uh, spacking, spackling, or anything in the bathroom? No. Put in one of the. I see people that you know, you know they put in new bathrooms. I've got the whole. You know,
6: <laughs> Can you? I just it's impressive. the house yeah. manager did a really good job. He keeps everything together, and then does, the staff right? makes sure that everything. Right. If there's ever a little nick, they just they paint it right up or they spackle right. it. People are you going know, to believe we, you. We, we don't have to be aware of these things right. in the family. We don't, we don't even wing. know what's happening. While it's happening, you just move into the right. other soundproof. Pretty, pretty much, so, that's how we try to... You think the audience may not believe this, I hope.
4: Uh, no, I, they hopefully they can tell that we're... Uh, but it is true about... We're not really big DIYers, I don't think.
6: Uh, any of us. Maybe you.
4: <laughs> you might...
6: You can't go anywhere without people talking about Elon Musk. This was the conversation here last night, um, and uh, it's continuing this morning. He was active early this morning. This is Elon responding to a tweet linking, uh, or I should say, uh, liking a Newsweek article that said half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake audit reveals. Now, Musk responded, interesting, and then said that would be 10 times more than 5%. Of course, Musk yesterday said... Uh, The Twitter deal wouldn't move forward until Twitter clarified its claims that fake spam accounts make up less than 5% of its monetizable daily active users. He suggested yesterday on Twitter that the SEC should look into Twitter's claims. Meantime, I can confirm reports that Twitter's board says that it plans to enforce its $44 billion agreement to be bought by Musk, uh, going on the offense, if you will, uh, saying that uh, this deal is the deal that uh, we had, we made this agreement, and... uh, we plan to keep it that way. Of course, we'll, we'll see whether it stays that way. And effectively, if they say they're going to enforce it, how long you're willing to go and be in court for. So um, lots, lots going on. But you can see where like, the stock is. Yeah, 38.40, 38.40. It's, it's,
4: I figured, it's, let's see, 3 times 16 is 54. And, okay, two times, not quite. Uh, for a while, I thought it was going to be exactly 33%. I mean, it, it's lost. It's nowhere near the price. I mean that doesn't look anything like a deal that's getting done, does it? Unless it's done for Pretty a lot less.
5: Spread for the Arbs.
4: Yeah, unless it's a, unless it's a lot less.
6: So, but here's here's the question I have. If, if you're ru- if you're running if you're running Twitter, if you're running Twitter, do you would you take a lower deal just to get this over with or would you say you know what I'm going to go to court. I'll try to get 44 billion dollars for this thing if I can, but it'll take me Two years. I mean, think about well, then what happens dirt to the company during those two years, that'll be a lot of noise. We'll be talking about it all the time. Can they focus on the company? I used to, I can't figure out what the right answer is. You mean the board? I mean, you're sort of- it's, You, it's you, don't, such mean, a, you don't mean yes, to see,
4: you, such, not running it, the, the people that are actually running it. Yeah, so you mean, that with the board, is it, would the board take it? I don't know.
6: It's a total prisoner's dilemma of, of, all, of all sorts. And I also wonder what impact this has on Elon Musk in the future to be able to do any other kind of deal I mean, would any other public board in America before when he offered this price before, if you remember, everybody said, well, the board has to take it. It's their fiduciary duty to take this deal. It'd be very hard for them to say no. But then he got the financing. I would think that given all of
4: the. I I think he's in the driver's seat. No, but given all this mess. Yeah, but I don't think he's I think he's just his position's just been strengthened as it has become clear that I don't think. Do you believe five percent, Andrew? I don't I think five percent is probably lower by a factor of two or three. Don't you think?
6: It doesn't matter, but the truth is the well, 5% percent really doesn't matter. Well, I wouldn't buy it for that. You know, but, when you you, it- but when you read through the contract, he basically waived all due diligence. His whole purpose of buying this was to get rid of the box. Right. That argument right. in court is not a viable argument.
4: Even if they stated in well, in I mean, filing. It's, it's like buying it a
5: house and saying, okay, I'm going ahead. and inspection. And, but I, you waived your right to an inspection if, right, if but, you did with some of these things. So, you know, that's the...
4: It's just good to be the richest man in the world. I think we see that. You can say what you want, do what you want, weigh in on anything, send out poop emojis. I've never sent a poop emoji. Where do you find a poop emoji? It's on there. What else you got there? Am I missing out on a lot of fun stuff?
0: If you don't want to miss out on all our fun stuff, find us on Twitter, at Squawk CNBC. Joe's handle is at Joe Squawk, in case you're interested in his emoji game. While you do that, we've got a quick ad break. And after, Redpoint Ventures founding partner and Netflix investor Jeffrey Yang speaks on Twitter, Bitcoin, and all things tech.
3: Revenue growth is still really good. Interest in investing in technology is still very high, but everybody sees what's coming down the pike, and they're not really sure what it's going to look like.
0: SquawkPod will be right back.
1: Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager.
0: This is Squawk Pod. Here's Andrew Ross Sorkin, who has a special interview from Kiowa Island in South Carolina. You might hear some wildlife in this interview. He's literally sitting on the beach.
6: Shares of technology companies under pressure this morning and joining us right now to talk about this and so much more Redpoint Ventures founding partner, uh, Jeff Yang. Good morning to you. Hi, Art. So we've been trying to figure out what to make sense, you know, how to make sense of what's happening in the tech business, but also in the private markets where you live. Yes. uh, Relative to what's happening in the public markets. Obviously, we've seen the NASDAQ just, you know, get crushed. Yes. Is everybody actually revaluing their private market stakes these days or not yet?
3: Well, what usually happens is uh, when public markets correct, or, or, or especially this abruptly, uh, you know, the things that are closest to being public or, you know, late-stage private are the ones that kind of correct, you know, quickest. And then it, it, slow, it slows down all the way to the earliest stages. I think right now everybody's still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, my guess is that, uh, especially uh, people who have to mark uh, their portfolios on a regular basis, uh, I'm hearing from a lot of late-stage private people that they might, may change their marks as much as 50%. I mean, especially, like, look in the SaaS sector, uh, valuations uh, from their peak to current are down 50 to 60%. Ford multiples are down, like, 70%. So, you know, we've had a pretty big correction.
6: And is this, are you feeling it in terms of when you look through your own portfolio in terms of
3: their own businesses? Are you seeing any, no. any actual shift yet? No. Uh, you know, everybody I talk to, says that you know, business has still been, still been good. It's just you know, people are looking forward and, and the uncertainty right now is exceedingly high.
6: There also seems to be a complete and utter shift from growth at all costs, right. we'll raise some more money later and worry about actually making profits to we now, now need to make profits now. How is that sort of changing this dynamic, if it is at all?
3: Well, it, it, def, it definitely is. And, and uh, what usually happens in, in this period of time is all of a sudden you get shock and disbelief then you get, uh, you know, kind of depression sets in and then the bid-ask spreads widen and the market kind of doesn't clear. And then it finds a new level, markets start clearing and people feel like, you know, there's some stability. Nobody wants to cash a falling knife. Uh, so what, what happens is often that the uh, deals just don't get done in this period of time as everyone tries to figure out where the world is. So, Which stage of, of grief are you are you in then? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so I think the good news as we were just talking about is... Uh, Revenue growth is still really good. Interest in investing in technology is still very high, but everybody sees what's coming down the pike and they're not really sure what it's going to look like. You know, is it going to be short and shallow? Is it going to be deep? You know, and, and the bad part is for a lot of the people who started these companies recently, they've just seen kind of a 12-year bull market. They haven't really seen anything like this. And so those of us who are old enough to remember, you know, the internet crash ha- have a lot of scars. And so I'm giving a lot of advice to, you know, the companies. You know, one is you know, conserve cash, right. uh, uh, you know, pretend it like it's your lifeblood. Uh, the second is to uh, try to improve your business model, look at ways to lower your break-even. The third is uh, really fo- uh, sharpen the focus on your product-market fit and don't do anything outside of your core fit and try to find a lot of customers that look like the others. Uh, the fourth is really invest only in core IP right. uh, or things that produce near-term revenue. And the fifth is don't panic. Is this 1999? What is this? I, What's this comparable to you? I don't know yet. Uh, I, 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 hope it's not, I hope it's not like 99 because we had a buyer strike you know, for customers, uh, for technology for uh, two to three years. It wasn't really until 2006 when things started kind of improving. And you could kind of see it start improving in Q4 of 06 and the beginning of, uh, I'm, I'm right. sorry, of 06. Of, uh, oh, uh, of 03, you started okay. seeing it coming back, um, and I, I don't think so because technology has become such a core part of all these right. businesses. You know, all, all the transformations, and, and they're midway through, especially for companies. I, I don't really see it happening.
6: Do you see a big uh, sort of M and A wave coming, given all these companies that may not have cash in the future? Yeah, but the question is, who buys them? Because also, big tech
3: can't anymore, given the regulatory world. I don't think. Right. I think the biggest issue is going to be uh, companies that have really high valuation marks from the prior round, right. and are they going to be able to live with, uh, and, and there's, whole, there's a lot of complications in the, in the cap structure when you take money at a really high right. price, and a lot of it's with terms. Right. Um, I think that is an issue. You know, right. uh, All the big tech companies I talk to feel like they can't get stuff through antitrust. Very quick, because we got to run. Crypto, all the money pouring into crypto, you yeah. think it stays in crypto? Well, there are different aspects of money pouring into crypto. One is the purely speculative speculative side on the assets. The other is in the crypto as an infrastructure using blockchain and kind of web three. I think that money stays. I think a lot of the money that's kind of come in into crypto and it's more speculative nature kind of washes out like the tide. If you're on the board of Twitter, what do you do? Uh, uh, I try to get the deal closed, if I can get the deal closed. And would you ever do a deal with Elon Musk after this whole situation? Yeah, he's an extraordinary individual. But it's—I uh, I have no idea what they're going through right now. But I can't imagine it's any fun. It's great to see you this morning. Nice Appreciate being you. Being Thank with you. Us. Thanks.
0: Cheese will be next. Coming up on Squawk Pod, the first Warner Brothers Discovery interview since the merger. CEO David Zaslav on what's next for the media giant and whether he's giving you enough streaming options.
2: How many series do you need at one particular time? And as opposed to saying, you know. Let me have 10 new series this quarter. It may be that when you, have the, when you have Friends and Big Bang and all the movies and all of our lifestyle, that we only
1: need four great series or five or six.
0: Get your popcorn. We'll be right back at least that's good. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See Center for Details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.
1: Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until the Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> that's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at Canva.com. Designed for work.
0: Welcome back to Squawk Pod. This next interview is a big one, a whale of sorts in the world of media and entertainment. Former Discovery CEO, now Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Zaslav. Before we get into it, a little recap on what's been a busy month and a half in media. In mid-April, AT&T completed the spinoff of its Warner Media unit to merge with Discovery Communications in a $43 billion deal. The new Warner Brothers Discovery trades now under its fresh ticker symbol WBD. Discovery CEO David Zaslav came in amid lots of fanfare, but just a couple days after the merger he shut down CNN+, which had just launched a few weeks before. As the media world processed that abrupt 180, streamer earnings season started. And Netflix, to Wall Street's surprise and disappointment, reported its first subscriber loss in over 10 years. It's actually still reeling from the loss, today announcing a layoff of 150 staffers. The stock is down 70% since January. So what's this got to do with Warner Brothers' discovery? Well, that Netflix report shook media investors and moguls to the point where David Zaslav actually referenced it on his own earnings call just a few days later. He made a point to say that his company is far more balanced than Netflix.
2: Our goal is to maximize long-term shareholder value and asset value, not just subs. We will not overspend to drive subscriber growth.
0: Still, the question remains, what is the state of streaming right now? And in his first interview since the merger, David Zaslav set about addressing just that. Here's Joe kicking things off.
4: So you came into this at a really interesting point, given what we've seen uh, with, with streaming and Netflix and, and across the board, Disney, all these things that have happened when you came in. But you, with that CNN Plus move, you already seem to grasp sort of the changing landscape. Is that fair to say, David?
2: Well, I don't know that any of us really fully grasp it because we're trying to figure out what the consumers want. So uh, when, when we conceived this transaction, we just thought the idea of multiple people going to multiple places to get their content was a challenge. And to keep it really, really simple, we have the best in entertainment, in lifestyle, in sports, in news, and make it all available to the extent that you can in one place, in an easy package, so everyone in the family can enjoy the product. So and I think you know we have great content and so as we begin to navigate whether we're right or whether we're wrong and how people want to consume content. We have, I think, the best content. But you've got some
4: synergy promises in terms of, of what you can save and you've also got some debt obviously to deal with and you've got this sort of this new paradigm that we're, we're looking at. All that put together makes me think they might have the right guy because you might not be very nice in certain ways about, about <laughs> things that you need
2: to do. You know, you guys know that I'm nice but no, ultimately you this you know is I'm saying you, know how, run, you, you know, know how to
4: run a company yeah. with, with this is not about,
2: this isn't show friends it's show lot, business you're not going to blow, no, blow a lot of money you're not going to
4: blow a lot of money we're, we're, we're very
2: disciplined we invest where we think we can get return uh... this is a business and it's a great business and one of the things i think that became quite clear in the last month and a half in this market disruption is netflix is a great great company and it's been the market leader for many many years for our business and in in many ways it's sort of said to everyone it's all about streaming and it's all about streaming growth but we've always felt that it is about streaming and streaming g- growth but it's also about business fundamentals it's about free cash flow it's about earnings and when you look at the warner brothers discovery company you know we're generating real earnings real free cash flow we're, you know here in the u.s. we have the upfront coming up uh, today and we're larger than any one of the broadcasters and their portfolios, uh, and we go to market with a real good business, our traditional business here in the U.S., with the largest international business, and so you know I think as we look at ourselves, we're very diversified.
5: If if the if this is back on your playing field, look if everybody has to operate in a real business environment like you are doing, you're you're playing your game from a position of strength on that, but you just said you're going to be disciplined, you're not going to spend the money on this. People have heard that loud and clear. Ari Emanuel was here last week and he said, look, whatever Zaslov and the rest of them say, they're still going to have to pay for content, that this is a really big place for it. If they don't pay up, they'll miss out on the best content.
6: We had a right available in the UK. There was five bidders. Actually, our, my friend David Zaslav was in the bid. I know he said he's going to be prudent. He didn't want to lose this property. He outbid everybody. He was the final winner of it. And that's the case on content. That's the case on sports. And that's the way you grow subscribers. Great premium content,
2: great sports rights.
5: How do you kind of square up what he's seeing with your idea that, look, we're going to be disciplined with this and the spend?
2: Um, well, first, I think Ari's right. We're, you know, this year, we're spending $22 billion on content. Um, the question is, as you look at HBO and HBO Max right now, uh, Casey's doing an amazing job. Uh, Some of the best, maybe the best content out there right now, whether it's uh, Euphoria, had 25 million people watching on Sunday night, Gilded Age, The Staircase, The Game of Thrones, Prequel is coming, House of Dragons. So the question is, you have hacks that just launched. If you have Gilded Age, if you have hacks, if you have The Staircase, if you have Euphoria, uh, and you have the biggest TV library and movie library, And lifestyle library, you know, how many series do you need at one particular time? And as opposed to saying, you know, let me have 10 new series this quarter, it may be that when you have the when you have friends and Big Bang and all the movies and all of our lifestyle, that we only need four great series, or five, or six. So we're going to look at how much do we need to nourish an audience? Not just let's throw everything that we have at it. And you know, from a diversity perspective, we have all the different content that we can put in. We could even put news in, which
4: we've done. Well, I in want Europe. to ask you about that because I don't, I don't. Is there a big market for
2: news on streaming? Does it work? I think there is. You do. You know. Well, first we have, we have CNN.com, which is the largest digital news business uh, in right. America. Okay. So when people want to get what's happening in America, there was a shooting. Uh, what happened with the election? There's more people that go to CNN online and the advertisers get to support be supportive of that In Europe and in, in for instance in Poland where we have a very big news business We put it together with news sports and entertainment in our offering in our streaming product our SVOD product and it reduced churn and it increased subscribers and it's because the the churn goes down and growth goes up when more people in the home use the product and when they use it more often and news just happens to be a product that people check in on like we check in with you every morning you remember the last time we saw you in pebble and you
4: weren't able to really comment on cnn plus and what was going to happen now we know uh so i want to just want to can you tell us any more about what happened i guess you want to look forward you don't want to look back but that was a little bit uh i don't know whether it was surprising but it was very quick were you sending a message about how you're going to manage the, this, this company with that and, and why'd they launch what were you unable to say anything before then did they rush it what what really
2: happened david can you tell us now now that it's in the past well look um, i think it's appropriate that they we're running their business, you know, under the laws, right? Until you own a business, you can't. the do people anything. that own it get to decide what to do with it. Right. Um, we're very focused on CNN. We believe CNN is, is a critical asset to us. It's a leader in, in news gathering around the world. We're focused on having, you have most of the cable networks, news networks around the world. And here in the U.S., they're advocacy networks. They're, ad, they're a, advocacy networks to the left. They're advocacy networks to the right and we think there's a real opportunity for do you CNN. You have the right remember John Malone said maybe hire
4: some journalists that might that might be a, the first idea. at CNN, do you have the right journalists there now to cover news that's not advocacy? Look, we like have we great,
2: do. Well, first we have a great we probably have we do have the largest number of journalists in the world. We have we have 81 people in Poland, the Ukraine and Russia right now.
4: You keep going over have, there to talk to sell the, the the strengths of CNN, don't you have strengths here, right? We have great strengths here. Okay. We have,
2: I think, we have more journalists in the U.S. than anyone else. But what we're going to do, what Chris Licht is going to do, is as there are networks here that are advocating right and left, Chris is going to be advocating for truth. He's going to be advocating for facts. He's going to be advocating for journalism first. And I think, you know, I, I think there's a very big lane for CNN. I think people in America are they're looking for a place where people aren't yelling and giving opinions you know and they're looking for more news and so that's what you'll see from cnn on cnn plus there was no message it was a business decision Right. uh... we looked at it and we looked at the data the number of users they had spent an enormous amount of money trying to sell an independent product the subscribers weren't there the users weren't there we looked at it together we had a chance to look at all the data and when we looked at the data it was uh, the business wasn't there. you fire mckinsey Hmm? <laughs> that's I, those numbers were a little, uh, um,
4: they, weren't, they were a little pie in the sky, would you say, what was possible? Were you, did you send a message by, by, by cutting your losses and saying that's just the way it's going to be for the rest of the business
2: when I need to do something, I'm going to no, do it? it if, if we saw good numbers and we thought that there was a real market for an independent news service for $6, we're, you know, we, we would have driven that as a real business. Um, philosophically, we thought, having been in business in Europe now for the last you know, 10 years in direct-to-consumer, that simple for consumers is easier. And so we tried independent sport, we tried independent products, and in the end we landed that putting it all together in one product with more value uh, was what worked best.
5: Does that mean putting Discovery Plus and HBO Max together?
2: We will. We're, we will come to market with one product. Everything, all, CNN mixed all, you know, well, we'll, We're going to decide what we do with CNN, um, but there will be some of CNN's news product on there. There already uh, there I, there already is, and we're going to make an announcement today on more that will be on there. Um, but we will have one product, and I think it's going to be really compelling because it's uh, Netflix has a great product, uh, Disney has a has a terrific product, but. The diversity of content that we have, whether it's the the great HBO content, the great library content, Friends, Big Bang Theory, um, the great movies, the biggest movie library, and then we have Food, HG, Discovery, Oprah, Chip and Joanna Gaines. And when we put that all together, I think we're going to see something that uh, will appeal to everyone in the family. And we've gotten some hints on it. HBO Max is doing great and has tremendous appeal, huge audiences come in. We great. don't get that kind of audience Quality Discovery+. It Plus. makes a difference, yeah. 20 million people, 10 like million, Andrew. 25. And on, in Discovery+, Plus, we have very low churn and we're still doing very nicely. So together, we think we're gonna have a great product.
5: Andrew's got a question. Hey, David.
2: Uh, at- as one of the great deal makers
6: uh, of our time, and I have uh, I, I want to get your perspective on just what the rest of the chessboard looks like. i at a conference uh, where that was actually the conversation at, at dinner last night in terms of further consolidation in this industry as everybody was chasing, or at least thought they were chasing, a Netflix-like multiple. Now that that multiple's uh, no longer there and actually some prices of things have actually come down, how do you think the rest of it shakes out? We just saw uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway buy a piece of... Uh, of paramount global what you think regulators would allow wouldn't allow at this point in the ballgame
2: well well, thanks good to see you Andrew first uh, it's actually a year ago yesterday that that we announced our deal and we were able to get the deal done and approved uh, in less than 11 months and so for us the process uh, was quite effective and uh, it's exciting that we're able to get it done and be in a position to go to the advertising market now um, our number one focus is, how do the assets that we have work for us in, in, the, in the marketplace that we're facing today? And we're the largest maker of content with Warner Brothers Television and Warner Brothers Motion Picture. We have together 100 million subscribers, about, between Discovery and, and, uh, and Warner as Warner Brothers Discovery. And we have a great traditional business. Uh, around the world with free to air channels and cable channels and sports and news and so i feel like strategically we're quite complete and we're probably the most complete and diversified media company in the world and so you know for us we're going to be head down let's drive this business let's get a a single product into the market let's show how much free cash flow that we can generate and let's show that we have a diversified real growth business that's real um, I, th- I do think that the world is changing. That, you know, if you look at, at the leader in our business as Netflix, they were leading and we were, the, the currency was subscribers, not free cash flow. And so, as the market determines how they're going to value different media companies, it'll have a real impact on what people chase. From our perspective, we're not chasing anything. We've always been very clear uh, free cash at Discovery, free cash flow is king. We want to drive real growth, get more people spending time with our content on all platforms. And if we do that, and we make real money, that ultimately the market will give us you know, substantial value mo- for that. You're a movie mogul now, too. Should Should Adam Aaron
4: go full into just lithium uh, mining, or do we keep the theaters? You You were recently named to the board of Cinematech. What the American? Does Does that mean you see the
2: value of the big? opening and that's is that going to continue look, I I've said from the day that we closed this trend that we announced this transaction we have Warner Brothers Motion Pictures it's a 100 years old in 6 months uh there's nothing like the big screen and you go with your friends the lights go down and you the, look up at that big the screen popcorn, and it's it's the magic fake butter. You there's can a change lot the yes the culture it changed the it changes the way people see things it yep. changes the way people see themselves and that's not going away. Last but, year, but is
5: that theatrical release window going to be
2: shorter? shorter I think it'll be to. shorter. But look, what we've learned so far is, when Batman came back to HBO Max after forty-five days, it was a very strong driver. And the more research we see, this idea of going direct to streaming, I never thought it made sense. Why would you collapse a great business?
5: But a a shorter window—a shorter window works because
2: if you, you know, if you market, which you do aggressively for these titles, and then you tell somebody that this is important, and they hear word of mouth. For instance, we're about to do that this on Elvis, which we're going to launch soon. Then when it hits the streaming service, the feeling is it's something special, and so I I think you'll see some of the streaming companies saying, "I got to get into the motion picture business." So I think what's old is going to be new again, and we have. You know that that's a big strength Have you had it's a conversation
4: of. with yeah, Alan Horns? A friend of yours, isn't he? Have you had a conversation? I love with, Alan. Have you had a conversation with him about? He's seventy-nine. That doesn't mean anything anymore, does that? the
2: presidents. So, would you bring him back? The gift of of the last eleven months is I haven't been able to. I wasn't able to do anything until the steel closed. <laughs> right. But I was able to talk to a lot of people. There's a lot that I don't know. There's a lot that we as a company don't know. And so I spent a lot of time with Alan. I spent a lot of time with. With with uh, with with most of the old uh, leadership at, at Warner, together with the indi- with 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 the industry, I spent a lot of time with Bob Iger. What did he do well? Um, and I had a real chance to to kind of get a sense of also what mistakes did they make? You know, now we we're going to have to make it happen. I'm I'm very confident. We've been in there for 30 days, and we see even more opportunity. You know, it's it's messy, but we expected it to be messy. But the messier it is, the more cleanup we could do and the and and the more we can grow this business.
5: You've guided the street to leverage of two and a half to three times within twenty-four months. How do you get there? And is that an easily achievable goal? Is that tough to hit?
2: Um, we have a lot of businesses that are generating a lot of value. We just got in. Um, so we need to now kind of level set uh we weren't really able to see a lot now we've seen a fair amount but it'll probably going to take us a little a little longer as we get to our first uh our next quarter earnings we're going to lay out a real plan here's how we're coming to market here's what we found it's better than we thought some of it's worse than we thought Maybe it's a, you know, we will we'll do a full level set on where we are, you know, by uh, as we come to uh, market in the first quarter.
5: I, yeah, I just want to clarify, quarter. you said it's probably going to take a little longer. Did you mean a little longer before you announce more plans or a little longer than 24 months to get to that leverage?
2: No, it's going to be a little longer until we have full clarity of exactly what we're going to do and when. I just can't believe it. Thirty-five years. What were you
4: doing here? You were like I hired you. I, I know, but Ricky. what were you, but you I were made like some good judgments. You were <laughs> those were some of the good. Ones. Were like we made a lot subs- of mistakes. You were like signing up subscribers. I was Signing you up. No, I know, you but were, your deal originally look at you. was six, look month at windows. You. six months windows. Every six months we had to decide myself. whether I'm we were still to sitting keep here. How am I supposed
2: to feel about myself? <laughs> Not so great, I guess. Watching this your- was launching CNBC was a great journey. You know, that was the first thing when Jack Welch said we want to be in the cable business, right? This was Uh, the first business that we launched.
4: Congrats, and good luck, and thanks for being here today and and answering all these these great, great
2: questions. Great to see you guys. Good to see you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: That does it for the podcast today. Thank you for listening, as always. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, Follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow.
1: Now we are clear. Thanks, guys.
0: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery.